Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Soul Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you amazing human beings that tune in every single week and give me incredible feedback. But I like to, you know, I'm not a fan of labels, <laughs> but if I did have to label you guys, I would give you the best possible compliments, which would be your anti-status quo, your non-conformists, your artists. You guys are, you know, your innovators and designers and creators and creatives and, you know, I said innovators and CEOs and um, people outside the box. You guys are doing things differently or you challenge the way things have always been done and you're constantly seeking and discovering. And so I actually honor you guys a lot of times, all the time, um, because that's exactly why the show is dedicated to to all of you. And for any of you newer listeners, which we, we constantly keep picking up new ones, I appreciate you guys. Um, I'm Matt Gottesman, so it's nice to meet you guys. You can always reach out to me on Instagram, at Matt Gottesman. And DM, text, you know, reply, send a message on the wall, give me feedback, it's all good. As anybody in this community will tell you, uh, I answer every single text, DM, reply, response. You know, one of my guests today will know that. <laughs> you know, it's a... Uh, um, you know, the fact is, is that we're uh, a global community and, you know, that's what we do here. And for anybody that's new, I always say in the beginning of the show, you know, we don't glamorize or glorify end success. And there's a very specific reason for that is because success is a very arbitrary word that um, can only really be defined by you. And um, it's different for every single person. I, I don't, whatever your path might be, but that is through your own self-discovery. And I like that version versus society saying, well, when you have these metrics and you do these things and you have these titles, which quite frankly, I believe we're in a very transitional time <laughs> where those things don't mean the same that they used to. What really means anything now is your authenticity and your, your showing up in the world with your purpose, right? So, um, and, you know, and humanizing that, not like making it very you know, uh, you know, flu flu or whatever you want to call that. It's like, you know, listen, it, it's, it's a very serious thing. Like whatever you want for yourself, as long as you, you know, are ready to, to earn it and work for it. So appreciate you guys for constantly tuning in. Thank you for all the feedback. Thank you for all of the, uh, the five-star reviews. Please keep them coming in. That's very helpful. And I appreciate that. And we have another incredible episode today. Um, I know we've been doing a series of solo apps. And so we're going to kind of just now balance them out about 50, 50, I've got a great guest, a good guy that I've had several conversations with, John Bros, and um, he's an author, a speaker, a life coach. He's been a history school teacher as well. Um, and um, we, when we first met, uh, we went on a tear <laughs> talking about the education system. Uh, well, a lot of today's theme, the education system. Um, and what really needs to change moving forward, and especially um, for the children and creativity and harnessing their essence, their power, you know, that they, they have before, you know, kind of society maneuvers that around a little bit. Self-autonomy, self-development and, per, you know, self-personal development, right? Um, and, uh, and also, you know, gratitude and, and an entire state of mind. Uh, a lot of these things that lead into what we ultimately create for ourselves. So real quick background on him. He's an author, high school history teacher, speaker, life coach uh, from the Treasure Coast of Florida. 
um, and uh, I hear incredible things going on down there. So, and he graduated from the University of Central Florida in 2013, bachelor's degree in social science education, followed by a year in Thailand teaching English. And since August 2015, he taught 10th grade world history back in his hometown. And you can talk a little bit if he wants to dive into, you know, just kind of the what what he saw from, you know, education system, um, you know, and, and, and how it can imp- ultimately improve, which is what, you know, part of what we want to talk about. In August of 2020, he self-published uh, his book, The Personal Wellness Principles, Simple Steps to Create a Happy, Healthy and Fulfilling Life. Keep in mind, people who are listening to this, um, and I and I say this for um all authors, all of us, and just people in general, what we put out, we're also constantly in pursuit of. And I want anybody listening to that, meaning that like, don't always think that it basically we're forever students, right? Like we're constantly learning these principles, but more importantly, we've taken active roles to be those things. Um, but I, the reason I say that to everybody is because I, I want people to have a little grace on themselves that it's a constant practice for your entire life. Right. Um, Today, he's also building his life coaching business, creating speaking opportunities pertaining to self-development and emotional intelligence, which (laughs) we all know is um, beautiful work for the world, especially right now, because it creates also uh, it helps people fortify within themselves uh, their their individual strength um, and grounds them while also having more respect for everybody else, including themselves. But he's also very passionate about uh, permaculture, works actually propagating edible plants and fruit trees and installing edible landscapes and fruit forests for clients as well. So he's uh, a bit of an entrepreneur actually at the same time. Uh, we've also geeked out on NFTs <laughs> and blockchain metaverse. So we, we've, you know, again, guys, I keep telling you guys, you could be whatever you want and have multiple interests. And I hope that you do. So John, thank you for, <laughs> thank you for being here, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was a beautiful intro. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I have to feel like I have to give context because, you know, there's always the journey versus, you know, sometimes you hear bios and you're like, yeah, it's great. But do you realize how much is in there like over over time? And, you know, it's also nice to take a break for and have somebody celebrate you as well. Right. So. Oh, absolutely. A lot of peaks, a lot of valleys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, You know, so uh, as I told you, the, the, the podcast is very conversational, but. I, you know, the first conversation is the only question that's really ever the same, which is sort of, I gave the the bio, but like, how did we get here? Like, you can go as far back as you want, but you know, for context of like, hey, you know, these are the things that I was interested in. This is how I ended up doing this. And then I got into, you know, uh, into this and then I got into the, with the school system. And then, you know, now I, I saw this and now I'm doing that. I, the audience loves that. Like, how did we get here? What, 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 you know, you can go as far back as you want. You know? Yeah. Yeah, certainly. So, um, when I got back from teaching English in Thailand, I had already accepted a teaching job, uh, 10th grade world history. And right away, um, aside from teaching the curriculum, I began to work with my students in various capacities, talking about happiness, talking about purpose, um, talking about gratitude, trying to give them some perspectives that would enhance their life, enhance their personal wellness. And so, you know, at open house with parents, I would always tell them, you know, 99% of the time it's world history, but 1% of the time in here, I use that time and energy to try to better them in one way or another. So that when they're in the room in August versus the time they leave in May or June, you know, they feel like a more well-rounded, more confident, uh, happier individual. And so from that, um, I would say about my second or third year teaching, I began to ponder how I could take those themes, right? Everyone, I love world history, but 
my students don't remember my class from Napoleon Bonaparte invading Russia. They remember, <laughs> you know, these, some of these development type exercises. And mm. so I began to ponder how I could turn that into something else. And so I started thinking that um, professional speaking to some degree would be great, but I really didn't know what I was doing. You know, I, I always call it the teacher tunnel. As an educator, you kind of just have this tunnel vision of what life is and what life will be. So I knew that I wanted to branch out, but I didn't really know how. And uh, fast forward, I was in Morocco in the summer of 2017. Uh, in the summer, you know, we, we, we teachers value that summer break. And I uh, did some backpacking out there and a family emergency caused the trip to end short. And so on what was the most stressful day of traveling I've ever had uh, on my very last flight to get to Detroit, I sat next to uh, Dr. Tom Deans. And he is a, a motivational speaker and a New York Times bestselling author. And I didn't know who he was at the time, but we were just sitting next to each other. And, uh, you know, if you can imagine a backpacker with, you know, dirty clothes and everything else trying to get on that last flight, he was the opposite. Very, very poised looking, had a nice jacket on. So I just asked him what he did. And he told me he was a professional speaker. And I, I couldn't believe it because it was literally just a couple of weeks prior that I started to really think about this. Yeah, no, no coincidences. And so we started talking and he asked me what, you know, what's the theme that you want to discuss? And I said, well, personal wellness, self-development. And he said, well, you need to write a book. And so that in that moment is what started to help, you know, set the stone, so to speak, set the path of where I needed to go with it. And so while still teaching, uh, I wrote the book for a few years. And then, yeah, as mentioned, published in August of uh, 2020. So it's funny how, again, if you put the right intention and the right work in, Maybe not everything is revealed all at once, but if you if you trust those signs and symbols that are showing themselves to you, um, there's a very good chance that eventually they will come to fruition. Um, and so, yeah, that that was the journey, and still still teaching, but certainly uh, using the capacity of the book to to branch out into to other things. No, I uh, I love that because there's a, there's actually a lot in there. Um, when we give from the gut. Well, from anything, but especially even more powerfully from the gut and our intuition, um, the energy of what feels right, we start to have things revealed to us um, to help us in the next steps. And so I love that when you're, <laughs> you're like, you know, I'm thinking about this. No coincidence. I end up on a flight right next to, you know, a well-known professional speaker who wrote a book. And it's like, you know what you need to do? And you're like, please enlighten me <laughs> you know, yeah. and tell me yes universe tell me what happens next you know and i um i i urge people a lot on that because um i think everybody's like always waiting for um to be told what to do but to be told what to feel first and then leap and i'm like no leap like start thinking about these things and then you'll get the things guided to you you know and um and so i, I it literally right? is just like that like uh, I go back to that intention. If you're if you're putting in the honest work and the honest effort, and you know that you're trying to get to some destination, even though you don't know necessarily what it looks like yet, that's the biggest step. Like that that is the first step. That is the leap of faith. And then through that hard work and through that good intention, like you said, things begin to reveal themselves to you. And you know, I think that's where people have this opportunity where there's all these different paths in life. And so when these different new paths show themselves that's your opportunity. Either you take it or, or you don't. Um, but ultimately you have to recognize when life is showing you these things and you go, okay, I, I should go down this road now. Yeah. And you know, and I, and I encourage people that, you know, because sometimes people are unsure when those opportunities pop up. I'm like, well, 
you know, life is a dance. Just play with it a little bit. Dance a little bit. Like, nobody says that this is going to have to be the next 50, 20 years, you know. But you did ask for it. So if you asked for it or you were thinking about it, dance with it just a little bit. Like, at least give it a date, one or two dates. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And don't get discouraged when you don't get the immediate reward of what you think it is that that you expect or that you deserve. Right. Right. That's the that's the key uh, key point is not allowing minor minute disappointment along the way to completely deter you off that path. Because if you're not careful and you're not checking yourself with the macro big picture in that micro moment, when you find yourself low and you find yourself down, Mm -hmm. it is up to you to dig yourself out of that hole and and get back on the path. This will lead into the emotional intelligence part, but this is why um, I always encourage people. I'm like, that's why you kind of have to feel your way into it. And I don't mean, um, Feelings in terms of like how how does it feel to you, you know? So it's like because it's easy to it can, yeah you can definitely get you can get discouraged in your most passionate thing because it's like you're putting the pieces of a massive puzzle in the macro together in the micro of that thing, and so it's like but how do you feel while you're doing it? Like in terms of not not like the discouragement that might come up like oh like this part got rejected or oh this wasn't ready yet or but like do you feel like no nah, this feels right? And I think if you can tap into that constant like. How do you feel in doing it? And is it bringing you some type of joy in the process outside of all of it? Because like it takes time. All of this stuff takes time. And, you know, it's just sharing as a personal experience. Like there's I'm in a stretch season of um, what I'm doing with my own writing and on the blockchain and what I'm creating. Um, And in a very short time in the beginning, I'm like, I must be effing crazy <laughs> like some of the yeah. stuff that i'm you know yes and no it feel it felt right like it came through it came through and i'm like you know what i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this this way i never do anything half-assed and i do things with the details but i don't want the perfectionist in me to get you know taken away so it doesn't matter i'm like i move and now seeing the, the the thing come together the way it's coming together and i'm like damn oh my god but there were some moments in there i'm like hmm you know but the joy the joy that kept coming out and it was interesting because my circle could see it like like you are happy and i'm like i'm invigorated like i love what i'm doing and um so i I urge people to like feel like you know feel into it a little bit uh, having that emotional intelligence and i'd love to like kind of you know let's let's move into that that topic a little bit because yes certainly there's a lot there, you know, where would yeah. you, li- where would you like to enter on that one? <laughs> yeah. A big, uh, definitely a big course there. Um, you know, I, I think the first thing that people can do to really get their emotional intelligence to rise, so to speak, to increase is checking for their gratitudes. Um, you know, again, this is an example of something that should be taught to kids when they're in fourth grade and maybe to certain degrees in certain homeroom classrooms it is, but, but as a mainstay, it's not. And so when we're not constantly grateful for the big things and the little things, the friends, the family, the bad experiences, the good when we're not consciously recognizing those, our perspective can so easily get out of whack. And then when perspective becomes out of whack, now you have the possibilities of, you know, living in some mindset of victimhood or living in some mindset where why me? Why does this always happen to me? Why, why, why? And when we do that, again, it's this tunnel and it's hard to get out of. So by learning to practice gratitudes, by learning to you know, wake up, I, I write my book to have a, a board of sorts and to have you know five things listed. 
five, five of the things that you're most grateful for. And they can change. They could change daily, weekly, monthly, or they might stay the same. But by not just reading them or not just thinking about saying them out loud, you know, making it known, making yourself hear the things that you are grateful for. You know, I really believe that you can start your day off on such a higher note. And again, when a little thing happens in your day, whether it's with friends, whether it's with business, whatever it might be, when we have our gratitudes in check, it's so much easier to get through those, those difficulties, you know, and what could have been a roadblock that, you know, prior to getting into emotional intelligence would have limited you for a week, a month. You know, the idea is, is that through that practice of gratitude and through that practice of perspective, you're able to get things to a point where what used to bother you for a month maybe bothers you for a day and then limit it down to 10 hours and then limit it down to an hour, you know? And I think that's really the beginning steps of where someone can take their life to that next level. And then once you have that perspective in that gratitude and alignment, so many other things begin to show themselves in such a better way. And you're able to really, I think, conquer a lot of the negative frequencies that so many people are stuck in because automatically you've ascended to a point of being thankful. And when you're thankful and grateful, everything else, you know, everything else is good. What I like, uh, there's, there's several things in there. Um, I equate it to the pre-workout. <laughs> you're like, it's when you were saying that the starting point is here, it's like um, practice, right? Number one, practice. Number two, how am I at least wiring the brain to start? Um, so I'm jumping out at the gate, um, ready to take on the day, you know, the life, et cetera. Um, you know, it's the pre-workout. It's like the, um, because I, I think... Um, a lot of people sometimes just, they're like, okay, I'll do those things and then get the answers. And you're like, it's a little bit more than that, but you have, I, I firmly believe you have to start there. I, every morning practice and um, I wake up and you're right. I, it's a gratitude constantly of like, here's everything I love that's happening right now and everything that's around me and everything that's been given to me and the people that I'm around, the people that have been, you know, helping and supporting and all of these different things. Well, yeah, your frequency is instantly going to be, you know, heightened tremendously i mean and if you know we're very spiritual but you know even if you look in you know religious practices first thing in the morning gratitude like you know, right. so there's a blueprint in there some when you, when you remove the man-made stuff but there's a from the spiritual stuff there's a there's a very big blueprint in there you know of ingratitude to god like thank you you know and yeah and if we're if we're um in tune enough and we should really practice this as well you will hear God talk back, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. Intuition and, and everything else. And mm -hmm. like you, you mentioned when things just came through for your idea with yeah. the blockchain and your writing, like that, that isn't just by accident. That's everything enough. added up into that moment where again, you're, you're given a sign and then you have to decide whether or not you're going to take that or not. Mm -hmm. Am I going to fully engulf myself in it and see where it goes? Or am I going to write that off as well, maybe in another life. Right. Yeah. And so that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's of key importance. Yeah. You know, um, and this kind of, you know, circling back into the, uh, the emotional intelligence, the relationship we have with ourselves is so unbelievably important. Listen, I get dark times and I get, um, all kinds of feelings of like, but when, <laughs> you know, and like all, all of these different things are like, and how could this happen? And this and that I have found that the way we give to the world when we really first and foremost give to ourselves in that capacity and hold the space that way 
we begin to have a whole other relationship. Like, like I can, I really yeah. do look at myself and I'm a, or like feel myself. I'm like, I really like you, man. Like, I like what you stand for. You know, I, I dig you. Like, I think you're, you're doing, you know, you're doing a really great job and, and you're constantly like building and you know, and Hey, like, what do you need? It's like treating yourself literally as the friend that you are, the loved one you are, the supporter you are to others. Um, it really starts to fortify not only in your confidence, <clears throat> But also, where are you at? What do you need? And the more I think we can be intelligent about ourselves emotionally, the less we're really swayed by the outside world trying to tell us who we are, what we are, in, in all kind of cases. Like, I mean, I was even saying this the other day in a conversation, like, you know, even like in business, somebody would be like, you've done this. I'm like, first of all, <laughs> me and my company, like, you don't have to tell us what we've done. Like, if, if you're asking for help, being like, oh, hey, we noticed this. Can you take care of that? Absolutely. But if you're trying to like come at me and be like, you've done this and you've done that, I'm like, first of all, your list is always going to be 10 times longer because we're on top of our shit. Second of all, I know my stuff before you, so I'm already aware of what needs to get done. Here's right. the list of answers that I'm missing from you that you never got back to me on. <laughs> you know, but it's like, let's not go there. What's bothering you? I want to help you. Like, what's real? Like, do you feel deadlines? Do you feel pressure? What's happening? So, yeah. but that's also because I'm talking to them the way I talk to myself. But I'm also fortified and confident knowing like, hey, before you come at me, just know I know me better than you know me. So, exactly. Right. And but a lot of that comes from that inner that inner dialogue and that self-talk. You know, I've, I've seen you talk about that. And, um, you know, in my own experience, even in the last couple of years with the publishing process and, um, you know, what I maybe at one point would have called minor disappointments that I now look at, they're nothing. You know, they're just a part of the experience. They're things that you learn from. But if you are constantly in a mode of negative self-talk, yes. if you are constantly in a mode of literally speaking poorly to yourself, whether that's out loud or whether that's in your, your inner mind dialogue, you know, that is one of the most torrential habits mm. that somebody can have. And I speak from experience because for a lot of years I struggled with that. And what it comes down to, it comes into, it comes down to buying into the idea that you have control of your thoughts. And therefore, if you have control of your thoughts, then that means that you can change the circumstances of what you're experiencing. And so with that in mind, if the first thing that we're doing is speaking poorly to ourselves and, you know, um, not thinking with encouragement and not acting on that encouragement and limiting us in our own minds, well, then how else is how are you going to perform for other people? Mm-hmm. How are you going to be able to treat other people well? How are you going to be able to encourage others and, and lift other people up if you yourself aren't aren't only not lifting yourself up you're putting yourself down Mm -hmm. and so i think one of the most important things aside from that practice of gratitude and and really having that be the stepping stones of emotional intelligence is really making sure that your your self-talk is positive now it's a it's a tightrope because we also have in today's day and age a lot of people who shower themselves in a lot of good self-talk without (laughs) recognizing the things that they need to also work on right so it's it's a yin and yang it's it's a give and go right but Ultimately, we have to be kind to ourselves, you know, and, and how could you ever get a project off the ground or how could you ever mm-hmm. get to the goals that you're trying to accomplish if the inner dialogue is anything other than positive? Mm-hmm. And so I think really people have to buy into the idea that, well, that's not just how the way I am. You know, I can change. And if I can change, then I can certainly change the thoughts. And those thoughts are then going to react to the way I perform outwardly with my actions and such. So that that improving on negative self-talk and negative self-dialogue is so incredibly important to level up and to get to that next stage in your life where you go, oh, I'm I'm done with that. 
you know, I can check myself. I can make sure that if I am doing something that is not in alignment with my values, that I get back in alignment. But at the same time, most importantly, that you are kind to yourself, because if you're not doing that, how can you how could you ever get to the other places you're trying to in the outward you know, environment? So I'm going to put you a little in the hot, both of us in the hot seat, um, which I started, I started to allude to a little bit a minute ago about how I handle this. But I, I want to hear from you first and then I'll, I'll add. Let's say when you are in a negative self-talk what and you're getting yourself out of it, what does the conversation sound like to yourself? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, certainly. I would, I would think first off, what is the why? You know, identify the why that is the reason why you are speaking poorly to yourself, why you're thinking these things. Then by identifying that, you're able to then kind of take an outward perspective out of your box and go, okay, is this legitimately something that I should be internalizing like this? Does this have anything to do with my actions, my intentions? the way that I had you know, intended for something to be. Well, if it's not, and you're not actually in a position to do something differently, and it's just a matter of an environmental experience, well, then you, you have to move on. You can't just sit there and go, well, that, again, that happened, and now it's affected me in this way, and now I'm going to have this dialogue. Once you recognize that you're having that dialogue, you've got to pause and say, okay, why am I thinking this right now? What made me feel this way? Now, of course, if the if the finger does point back at you and the blame is on you, well, now there's the self-work. Mm-hmm. There's that emotional intelligence to recognize when you've done something incorrectly and you got to go, you know what? I was wrong or I, I, I didn't speak well on that or I, I didn't do what I needed to for that person at that time and I need to make it right. But that's not always the case. Oftentimes, right. we end up speaking poorly on, our, on behalf of ourselves and we didn't do anything wrong. We just maybe didn't get the desired outcome that we had initially expected, but there's nothing wrong with it. Right. It's like I I tell my students, if you fail one of my tests, I don't consider it a failure. It's only a failure if you don't look at that as a moment to decide I could definitely have done better. And if I can do better, I'll make sure that I try my best on the next one. And once they do that and they get an improved grade, that F is no longer a failure. It's a learning experience. You know, and so I think I think all of those things. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I just think all of those things kind of parallel with one another. And, uh, you know, ultimately having that inner dialogue and just asking, why am I feeling this way? And really just being honest with yourself. I think that begins to, to show you the bigger picture of how to get out of it. I agree. Well, first of all, uh, what I was going to say a second ago, kudos to doing that in the, in the school system, which, you know, we can tap on here in a little bit because, um, because showing students, young students, like let's get in the right mind frame <laughs> of how we look at things versus um, you know, being very like, you'll take this and the metric will be this. And if you didn't get that metric, just keep in mind there's repercussions. It's like, all right, that's not exactly how life works, but okay. Um, So I I like that about the, you know, exactly. For me, I go, what's going on, man? (laughs) Like what, what, what's happening? What are you feeling and why? And I do like the fact that you bring up accountability because there've been, yeah, there's been times where I'm like, you know what? I see where I could have owned that differently uh, and owned it period um, or been more accountable. Um, or, or like, why am I feeling that way? Like, do I believe that that's true? And if I don't believe that that's true, why? Like, okay, so I, no, I don't believe that about myself. It's like, all right, then what do you feel? Well, I see this, 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 and this in me. And like, hmm, that is actually true. That does resonate with me. You know, and it's like, okay, and um, why, if, if, if I believe this thing, then what does that really, you know, 
uh, what does that really, if I don't believe this thing, what does that really mean? You know, oh, I actually really feel this. Okay, then what do you need right now? Well, I think for as a next step, what would be very helpful for myself, it's just a conversation with me. It's like, I yes. would probably need this, this, and this. Like, okay, all right. So makes sense. So you, you know, you're feeling this, but it doesn't really resonate with you because that really wasn't your intention, but this is the way you really feel. And this is what you really feel, but this is also telling me this is what you really need. By the way, these conversations also become external. Like when somebody, a loved one, a, a professional, whatever, John, Matt, what is it you need? Actually, I need this, 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 and this. Like, thank you for having clarity and direction. Imagine that. Now we're solving very Marcus Aurelius type, you know, like getting in tune with ourselves, or a very, you know, Aristotle philosophy of like, you know, no, have that clarity and direction, but we can unless we sit with ourselves type of a deal. And so... I found that by kind of just asking a series of questions, again, the way I would treat the external world, and by the way, we're very easy on a lot of people. I mean, we're very, in a lot of ways, especially if you're a giver out there, you know you're very easy. Like, when, like your friend can really F up, and you're just like, yeah, you know what? Do you own it? <laughs> you're like, yeah. oh, I totally own it. I'm like, how are you going to make up for it? How are you going to apologize? What are you going to do? Like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do this, this, and I'm like, okay. Like, not judging you at all. Like, it happens. I mean, we're so nice to the external world. <laughs> we are I mean we are forgiving of others but how it's so interesting to be so hard on ourselves that I had to flip that not that I'm hard on others yeah. now, but 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 like but it does change um our direction our clarity our honesty our our forthright like we we you know we're, we 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 have a, a something to stand on more so um because of you know, having that relationship with ourselves. So the, the, that's how I, like when there's a negative self-talk, I'm like, okay, you know, why? To your point, why is that coming up? Where is that even really coming from? Just out of curiosity, like, you know, especially if it gets dark, you're like, what is that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, what's the bigger thing going on here that's yeah. making you react so gravely to something that should just be, <laughs> you know, dust off the shoulder? Right, right. You know, it's like, man, you're working hard overtime. Like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We're going to deal with that real quick. What is that? What is that? Why? By the way, and I, and I say this all the time, like if you deal with something, it just kind of just yeah. goes away. Because not dealing with it or sweeping under the rug or not wanting to look at it, and all, <laughs> very uh, analogous to what's going on in the world right now. <laughs> but um, by not doing that, we instead have a whole other narrative made up versus like, listen, it's in front of me. Let's just have a conversation about it and see where it goes from there. And then we'll be able to kind of disseminate a little bit and like let it just kind of flatten and, and like come up with a next step or completely eradicate it because it's just really nothing to begin with. It's just a, an illusion, illusion and a fear or whatever, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, if you don't face those things head on, whether that's dealing with your inner dialogue with yourself or whether that's dealing with a friend or a business partner, you know, the phrase is always you hear, oh, the writing's on the wall, right? The writing is on the wall. Well, if you approach that conversation, conflict, whatever it is that needs to happen right then, that wall gets painted over again with yep. a, a fresh coat of, of whatever the blanket color is. <laughs> but if you don't face it head on, that writing on the wall turns into a full Picasso piece Oof. and it really is over. You know what I mean? And so it, it, it comes down to, Am I willing to have that conversation either with myself or with somebody else knowing that? Yeah. Can those kind of things be uncomfortable at times? Of course. But growth is the growth only comes from that discomfort. You know, bro, uh, uh, growth only is 
really able to be put set in motion when we face some of those uncertainties, some of those uncomfortable conversations, you know, and so don't, don't allow the writing on the wall to build into that Picasso piece, right? Get it scrubbed clean. You want that wall clean. Right. Don't become one of those massive walls that you see, like with the graffiti everywhere. (laughs) And you're like, there's a lot going on in here, you know? Yeah. Um, so true. Um, it's not as big as, as it, as it is in our head usually. And, and, um, let's not let it get there. And, um, by dealing with it when it first happens and practicing that we can keep a small thing small, Mm. right. Versus, I mean, we allow emotions and narratives to kind of obviously analogous to (laughs) the world right now. We can have it become bigger and this thing or self-fulfilling, um, then it never really was that. That's why we're, like, we're always creating. We are always creating. We have to be cognizant of what we are creating. Is it coming from our emotions and our ego and allowing things to build without dealing with them? Or are we creating consciously from a, like, a knowing and an understanding you know, and, a, and a, having this relationship with both our, our feelings and our own innate intelligence and as well with others when things are happening, you know? Um, and it's practice. It's all pra- like I, I want. I want people to, that are hearing us be like, "Oh, you know, easy for you guys to say." No, it's not. No, no, it <laughs> not is not. Close. It is not overnight. It is not overnight. You know, I, there are weeks sometimes that I have that I'm exhausted just from the practice. It was all worth it, and man, did it level up. <laughs> but you're just like, that was a marathon. That was a yeah. marathon. You're like, okay. Let's calm the nervous system and now taking that information moving forward, moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. But it's yep. it's a practice, man. It is. It is a practice. It is a practice. And, and like we said, it, it comes down to an individual making the choice mm-hmm. that they believe that their own mindset has an effect on their outward world. Yes. But you have to believe that because yes. if you don't believe it, then everything is by chance and everything is, you know, fluff and go go by day type of thing. You have to believe in the idea and the reality, to be honest, yeah. that yeah. your mindset has an effect on your outward world. And so if you can accept that one thing, you can begin to catch yourself when you are victimizing yourself too much. Right. You can begin to catch yourself when you're mind reading that friend or loved one or business partner without actually mm-hmm. communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, you're able to zoom out and see when you're zooming in and filtering in on only the negative and you're not seeing all the other great things that you have going for it. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, it requires that's a it's a great first step. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and everybody listening, hum, we're humanizing it here because, um, you know, I think a, a lot of uh, I'm trying to think of there's a couple I, <laughs> I decided not to take notes while you were talking on this last part, but like I probably should have because it was I wanted to pin drop a couple of things, but like just constantly humanizing that, um, you know, our, our behavior, uh, because I think, you know, people, they hear like, oh, but I, you ever see somebody who gets into negative self-talk, uh, and we've all actually experienced this, and then like, it can spiral, and that's where people are like, you know, why is it spiraling, and I'm like, or they get worried about like, I am doing that, oh man, it's getting even worse, and you're like, stop, 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 you know, um, because you were saying that you have to, be, you know, the, the belief part, that's what it was. When you were talking about, you know, and you have to believe in, in, in the power of, like, your positive talk and, and all this other stuff. And what I try to humanize for people is I say, well, are you liking the current outcomes you're having? No. Okay. Again, conversation with yourself. You're right. You don't, right? Like, yeah, I'm like, what have you been thinking? And I go, mm-hmm. oh. And I'm like, now, 
let's have some grace because I know now you're going to want to overcorrect right away and make all of the new changes happen right away. Like, so let's not do that. Let's just, you don't like the current outcomes. You've also noticed the way you've been thinking. Cool. What would you like differently? <laughs> and, then, and then they go, well, uh, I probably like the And somebody, most of the time people don't even know because they've been so stuck on, on the other side that it's like, let's focus on that for a little while. Don't even have to answer right away. But I, I ask you to ponder, like, what would you, what would you like? Now, once you know what you would like, what goes into those things of what you would like? And then now it's an energy that's picking up speed versus the overcorrect, which is like, oh, my God, I can't believe I was doing that. Now I want to, like, correct it right away, especially if you're a man out there listening. Yeah, <laughs> like, and you burn as, yourself out. You know, as men, we were like, I, you know, I can fix anything. You know, it's like, um, so, yeah, you can burn out. And then that overwhelm now stacks on top of the former narrative or the former whatever thinking or the outcomes or whatever. And we get into this loop of not giving ourselves grace. That's why I constantly tell people, I'm like, it's just very iterative, but very like, you know, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%. And, yes. you know, that like, okay, what do you want though? What do you really want? And, you know, it happened with you when you were first telling your story. It's like, oh, you know, I really want to do this with, um, uh, with speaking and personal development. And boom, you know, um, you had a signal of what it is that you wanted. Um, and the, you know, universe and God delivered it and said, all right, here you go. Here's, um, a, something to either affirm, confirm, or give you some additional, uh, you know, information and inputs. What's right. next? What's next? What's next? 1%. And if we can learn to enjoy that now, we're yeah, that's it. it. That's the emotional intelligence. And yeah. I'll, I'll tell people too, like, you know, even for me reaching out to, to podcasts and reaching out to schools and businesses to do workshops and everything else that I'm trying to do, you know, you cannot afford to get discouraged from right. either the no's or the just no show, no answers. Right. right. Because if you choose to only zoom in and look at those, it's over. Right. It's, it's, it's over. So if I email a hundred schools and I only have five respond to me, I can't look at the other 95. Why would I waste my time with that? You right. have to go, wow, look at this. I got five opportunities now. Fantastic. My work mm -hmm. paid off. Mm -hmm. But if we're not careful, it's, well, why didn't the other 95 respond? Was my email too lengthy? Did they not like my book? You know, you start, again, mind reading, right. creating all these things, and none of, it, none of it's real. None of it stems <laughs> from anything other than your imagination working against you, where, yeah. again, then you tap in and you check yourself. You go, wait a minute. Is any of this real? Right. No. I'm just making my life more miserable. So I'm going to focus, I'm going to choose again, that choice. I'm going to choose to focus on what I do have control of. I don't have control of those 95 that didn't respond, but now I have five beautiful opportunities, right? There's so much in there too, that I want people to realize because, um, there's a lot going on. First of all, you just don't know the 95. You don't know if they didn't see it. You don't know where they're at. You don't know where they're at from emotional intelligence, from healing to like, innovation to, you know, um, you know, where they at in terms of society, like, you know, even as big as my show is, is I've had some people who are like, they look at the numbers and be like, Oh, only six, seven million. Like, mm. and, and I'm like, God bless you. I'm, my audience is probably not, is probably not for you. Um, because we're, we're forever grounding and, and moving forward. And, and also we're real. I, I, there's nothing wrong with other people looking at the number. Numbers are great, but they're not definitive. I look for quality. And if that's the behavior, I have a responsibility to my audience. Like, you're not going to fit with us. Like, no offense to you, but like, because we all know how numbers are, you know, 
you know, they can go a lot of different ways. And you could be a celebrity with a shit show that, like, you just sound a certain way. Uh, and it may not be quality, but, you know, it's hype. Like, there could be any number of, we just, we have to, there's so many variables that we cannot pay attention to that don't belong to us, that aren't even <clears throat> real for us. And so we have to, to your point, establish our core. I look at the five as like, huh, they were very aligned with what I'm trying to do here. Nice. If five, if another hundred turns into another five, another hundred turns into another five, and I do this 500 times, I now have 25 under my belt. I got an army of 25, but that's like quality. First of all, that's 25 schools, people. Like, so they don't, I don't think they understand. Like, those are schools, entities, like numbers of uh, micro armies, if you will, you know, coming and banding together. And people don't look at it that way. They're like, I'm like, oh, so you want one massive army from this one thing over here, this one school over here, which mm, maybe kind of playing to like the numbers, the status and all this other stuff. That's one ship. I want an armada. And if I have a, an armada, you know, of ships and you have one ship and your sinks and I have one that sinks, I got an armada of another 24 still here. And I think, again, these are the things that people, I know I'm going on a tear, but it's a very passionate topic of mine because no, it's, it's necessary. It's so easy for people to look in the, in the, in the, like the, this weird bubble of the no, not seeing what's really happening and what you're stacking. And then there's also this outside of us and the, we, we have zero control over the outside world and we have to stop pretending like we do. So we have to let go of control. I have found, and I've been having a lot more fun in the last couple of years of the nose in a lot of ways is very, very, very high protection. I did not convince myself of this. The reason why I said, is, you know, it's like, you know, oh, you're just trying to be positive about it. Like, no, I literally saw a few, you know, things, let's say just guess or some other things that didn't work out where they were like a hard yes. And mm. then something happened where they, whatever, whatever they could, they couldn't, they go. So they just, they never got back, whatever. And I also have email tracker <laughs> so I can actually see when you open my emails. Um, and so, and then days later, Whew. like cause some of these people like they were very heavy in in the in the physical world where like something happened that i wouldn't want to be anywhere near and i was like oh my oh oh wow. like thank you you know we just don't always know all the variables a lot of times we're actually being protected and i think you have to really that's that that's the gratitude part that you're talking about earlier that i think a lot of people don't always go with it's like oh you know i'm supposed to be grateful for that oh great grateful to god i'm like you don't even know a lot of times you are actually been like, I don't want you around this circle, this situation, this thing. It'll actually slow you for what I have in mind for you, which is way bigger. So you mm-hmm. have to really look at perspective differently. Um, and those five that you get stacked with other fives is your Amada. And like that's and then and now you're having fun within your lane and like just doing things for the way that you want to do them. And that's the beauty. You get to create it any way you want to. So I, I love that you bring that up, the focus on the five. Yeah, no, that was that was fantastic. I, I enjoyed everything <laughs> you just said there. Yeah. I think it's also it's important to say how you're you're talking about the stack. Yeah. You know, again, that ties into the idea that you're not gonna get everything you want at once. Right. Like, right. You just have to accept that, especially when you're transitioning and taking that leap of faith into something that, you know, five years earlier you didn't even think would ever come onto your horizon. Yeah. The slow stack is just the way it goes. Now, maybe, maybe later on, once that stack is established, well, you might get, get a wave that 
wow, I wasn't expecting all that so soon. But especially early <laughs> on, the stack, the stack is so necessary to yeah. to respect. And because, you know, you're not just going to, in most cases, you're not just going to get that end goal overnight. And that's where most people end up getting discouraged and they go, well, I guess I never was meant to do it at all. You know, and then they get in their feelings and right. it's hard to get out if you're not cognizant of it. Right. Respect the stack. <laughs> yeah, respect the stack. When you were saying that, uh, like when you're like, and then all of a sudden you get this like wave that's like happens all of a sudden. But what's interesting is it was the seeds constantly planting, right? It was like that constant like when when I when um people see the happening all of a sudden, or even even good people that I know that you know when things are happening all of a sudden for them, I always remind them too. I'm like, they weren't all of a sudden. I I have to give you respect and um, you know uh some real some serious respect for the fact that you had been working on it it didn't just all come together but you 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 had built in a way consistently where you put yourself in a place for when the all of a sudden happened because you were really constantly building towards it in the first place and and um and yeah some all of a sudden can happen in a year some can happen in five ten fifteen years um i think it really depends on the alignment of like when you really you're like oh no i i caught the wave because i was at the root very much in exactly what i should be doing right now you know um and uh and then that'll take you to the next ocean (laughs) yeah man the name of the game Right. Uh, and then like, you know, earlier you were mentioning about how you approach your, your students with the failure. I'd love for you to, you know, kind of expand a little bit more on. Um, obviously, the education system could be its own like series. <laughs> we, we won't. <laughs> oh, go, yeah, we won't go, you know, crazy, crazy. But like, you know. Um, I like that you talk to your students that way um, in a way that's sort of like, let's have a conversation. Let's treat them like adults. Um, uh, let's treat them like, let's treat them like with just respect. Let me just say that with just respect. And the reason I say that is because, you know, I'm not sometimes seeing adults act so well either. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. But like, let's just treat them like, let's just talk to them like humans and harness their, um, their soul and their potential and, um, who they are and what they came here to do versus let me, you know, force you into a way of thinking designed by a system and you know whether the system at one point was designed for good intention or not isn't really the case it's more of a which is interesting to me because as souls (laughs) no two are the same so no two paths are the same and which is why even eight years ago created you know hdf magazine and this pocket a lot of things it's just sort of like you you have to question that there's no two paths the exact same why do we treat it like that? So I love that you're talking to the students from a very emotionally intelligent place and arming them with a like way of feeling. What else do you think needs to be expanded upon and created moving forward, you know, given that the education system is definitely under a microscope right now? Certainly. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, first thing is, you know, the kids at the present point, uh, unlike when I was in school, unlike when you're in school, there is an effort right now to have every kid become a college student. And that isn't good because the reality is, is that mechanic shop and culinary class and wood shop and a lot of these other trade type programs that existed in high schools for decades um, are disappearing very quickly. And aside with that, there is a certain level of what I would call friendly propaganda encouragement 
that every kid, every kid is a college student. Oh, they all need to go to college. And we've got graduation rates and we have college rates of kids who graduate and then go to college. Again, what is that doing to the quiet entrepreneur in the class? What is that doing to the kid who maybe had a vision? You know, we live here in South Florida. You know, I got so many students that love to fish, love to dive and spearfish and surf. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, have you thought about building boards? Have you thought about becoming a, a guide one day? Oh, yeah, but college or but this or but somebody yes. wants me to do that. And, you know, again, this isn't to take away from the people whose paths is you know, requires college and requires that upper level education. But, you know, you have students who are not privy to the school life. You have students who are not privy to sit in a classroom for eight hours a day. And those same students are being encouraged to go off to college and they don't know what they want to do. You know, they have absolutely no idea. And so for me, I try to remind them that, you know, you're great. And then they'll say, well, does that mean that my grades don't matter? You know, if, if college isn't for me, then this is none of this matters. Well, it's like, no. And I, I'm very honest with them. And what I tell them, I say, the time that you have in my class and the, the time that you have in, in high school, you're building habits. At least the hope is that you're beginning to build upon habits that you'll take with you into adulthood. It is not about you being at the checkout and having to exercise a, a squared plus B squared equals C squared. It's about the idea that when you had an opportunity to put effort into something, You chose to believe in yourself to put in the most effort that you could do, because whether or not you want to go to college to become an engineer or whether or not you want to open up a local AC business, that hard work and that backbone and that effort is so incredibly important. You know, I I tell my kids, I go, we live in one of the hottest places on the planet, South Florida. You know how many air conditioners break every summer? You know how many family owned AC businesses around here are beginning to close because the third generation of kids just don't want to do it. So it's like, but no one's telling them this. They, they don't even know that they could become an AC mechanic and make more than their history teacher overnight. They don't know that they can go to electric school and all of these different opportunities. And, you know, that that's something that absolutely needs to be uh, addressed. But again, who's who's going to do it? Certainly not a school district, certainly not an administration because these numbers. Exactly. Yeah, we, we are. And hopefully parents parents yeah. buy into that. And the other thing is parents have to trust their, their kids and say, yeah. you know, if Timmy doesn't want to go to college, but he has this other vision, that's okay. Yeah. You know, and we should encourage that. And we should really, really do our best to facilitate an environment where that person has the tools necessary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that eventually ties into that that realm of emotional intelligence that again is just really, really at an all-time low at the schools. Mm-hmm. And for anybody li- I know I'm I'm going a lot here, but no, do it. For anybody listening, you know, think for a second that the average student of mine a 10th grader who is 15 or 16 years old. The average one of them at this present point has had an iPhone since they were 11 and has been balancing Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, private Twitter. They've, they've been balancing these different quote unquote profiles since some of them before they even turned 13. What is that doing to their brain? You know, how much of this stress and this anxiousness and this depression that kids are, are feeling today at a volume way, way higher than 10, 20 years ago. Well, where is that coming from? And a lot of adults don't want to admit that it's because they've allowed their kids to enter this world at an age where they just don't know what they're navigating through. And so you look at the level of comparison. You look at the level of uh, feeling like they're not good enough, whether that's from a, a physical point of view, a clothing point of view, a financial point of view. It's never been worth. And again, we all went to high school. That's a part of it. Part of it is, oh man, I... 
I've got the hand-me-down Volkswagen uh, and so-and-so just got a brand new Beamer or Mustang or whatever it might be. That's always been a part of it. But the difference is, is that now there's this added layer of the online cloud visible. that a 13-year-old has been balancing five, six profiles from. Right. And the amount of stress and anxiousness that that's causing these kids is insurmountable. There's very well put, by the way. I, I love the tear. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add, <laughs> I'm gonna add to your tear because you know I will. Um, Please do because there's, I think there's so much good in what what we're saying here. Um, I am very passionate about helping over time restructure the education system, and um, first by leading by example. Um, and first of all, anybody listening, you know, I learned about the education system being um, going through the whole thing all the way up through a master's and not really using what I learned in school so much uh, because I, I chose a route that actually wasn't taught in school. So I can see what isn't being provided. Kudos to all the great teachers along the way that actually were very detrimental in other areas. And to your point, yeah, if you're going to be a lawyer or a doctor, let's talk about that first, going to college. If you're going to be a lawyer or a doctor, well, yeah, there's some serious training that goes into that, um, which, you know, probably needs some updating as well. Uh, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, you know, we'll save that one for another podcast, round two, yeah. round two, if you will. Um, but but um, outside of that, this idea of you should, please, you tell me what I should do. Um, and how that is in relation to um, what everybody else is doing, please. Like, let's so that right there already. And college is big business. All right. I'm not saying it's not warranted. I'm just saying that it should be a bit more intentionally, um, you know, uh, thought through. Is to, you know, and of course, a lot of kids say, I don't know what I want to do. And you say, and that also is perfectly natural. And if that's the case, maybe school isn't necessarily what you need to do right now so much as a little self-discovery. So let's just start there, you know. But as far as, you know, you were bringing it up with the the electronics and, you know, and all this other stuff. And, you know, I've liked the fact that Gary Vee said, hey, you know, we've got to get over it in a way that like, you know, these kids are growing up different. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do believe in meeting them where they're at while bringing forth um, emotional intelligence to help navigate it. So when I look at the education system, I see, okay, what I would like to see is I would like in the, the health and wellness mindset and meditation and nutrition and exercise and, you know, understanding how the body works and understanding, you know, a whole overhaul in that, which by the way, would affect what happens when they're older and dealing with their health. I would like to see financial literacy and, you know, understanding like how um, businesses work and taxation works and credit works uh, and maybe not necessarily getting a lot of credit cards and credit, how debt works, how um, money, especially new money in crypto and blockchain work. I'd like to see in technology how blockchain works and ownership rights and publishing and media and like all of these things taught. And then I would also like the spiritual component of like, you know, and the emotional of like, let's tap in the fact that you are here with a given purpose. Now, 
I don't want you to feel there's no entitlement that all of a sudden now you say like, oh, because I'm one of one. Yes, but you're also going to have to work for it. Let's talk about what manners look like. Let's talk about what respect looks like. Let's talk about how we how you I treat you with respect. So you also know what respect is like and that you also respect that you're a kid that need that wants to learn more about who they are and why they've come into this world. Let's like harness and respect your um, your soul and your intuition that is constantly being combated by these external worlds and by all of this technology and all this media. And if we can say like, look, here's what's important that you need to know. First of all, like, it's great to see these things online, but like, what feels right for you? Let's have that conversation. What feels right for you? Like, oh, like, you know, this car, like, is it the car? Like, no, it just looks like fun. Oh, okay, so fun is what you're looking for? You know, it's like, let's start having these conversations and be like, now also, um, we want to use technology. How do we, how do we use technology for the passions, knowing that it's great leverage to impact the world and with your purpose? But let's look at what's happening online and say, okay, does this feel like it's in of purpose or does it feel more and of service or does it feel more of like too selfie too like, you know, oh, well, I mean, it is kind of only centrally focused on just that one person. Like, okay, what does that make you feel? Why don't we break that down? Let's talk about emotional intelligence. What do you think is happening? Like, oh, well, maybe they want to just be liked. Like, okay, now we can have empathy for why they're doing what they're doing without actually trying to compete and have the same things as them. We start to actually calm the nervous system and have these conversations around all of these topics while not like, you know, because I know there'll be some parents that want to bash like death to all social media and get rid of all. And I was like, look, it's going to be a part of our world. Like I, I get it and I use it and I use it for impact and uh, service. So let's mm-hmm. meet them where they're at and be like, let's have a conversation of what's really happening online versus and what what in you know what you're seeing versus what we can use it for. And then let's get it back focused to what feels good for you. Like, what do you think you want to create in this world? You know, because children are innately um, creative and curious and intuitive because their soul is closest to when they were born. And they actually Mm -hmm. have a knowing before society says, you should go do this. Like, uh, mom, dad, uh, you wanted to do that and you never did. That's interesting. So are you you kind of wanting to live vicariously through me? Like, no, 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 no. (laughs) This is I I work my tail off for you so you can have everything. Like, oh, what is everything? Let's have that conversation. What is everything? You know, so right. there's, there's so much from the parents, to the school system to all of these things that like an emotional, intelligent kind of development through all of the innate things that are applicable to a thriving life, really, outside of the, you know, what happened from the industrial age of like, we're going to put them through school so we can get them to work in a free market society. Um, but really, they're just more of like labor, you know, uh, yeah. you know, and and. Um, they're which, occupied. Their they're, time is occupied. They're occupied. And there's nothing, by the way, there, uh, jobs are great when they're of purpose and like you're aligning with, because I, I do, you, we need each other. We need to work and support each other. It's just that work can even shift in the way it's done and looked at. And we can actually have high quality five to 10 people companies versus lower quality, like I hate what I do, thousand person companies you know, that feel exploited and, and, and you know, and enslaved and whatever in, in, in all this verse, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, all oh, yeah. of this is all interconnected and it definitely starts with the education system. And that's how I want to go on my tear of like, when you look at the, like the, the map 
of what you can do in a, in a new education, and it will be done, damn it, before I am dead, it will be done. I do see some and people- hope, And I hope to help you with it. Yeah, and I, and I, you know, I've said this to several people, and they all say the same thing, and I'm like, I couldn't do it without you. That's the whole thing. There's no way I could ever do it without the people who say that exact thing. I'm like, yeah, because I can take on this subject. <laughs> you know, I'm like, but there's about 50,000 subjects over here that I'm like, yep, and you'll do that one, and you'll do that one. Pick five, I need help. Yeah, man. <laughs> You know? Yeah, and it's so funny, like you mentioned the the idea of beginning with the wellness of, um, you know, them trying to tap in with with something, even if it's understanding their food, you know, mm -hmm. understanding how to read a nutritional label. Mm -hmm. Like, again, if, if people listeners are a little removed from present day education, uh, whether they don't they don't have a son or a daughter or a niece, nephew who's in it, mm -hmm. you know, right now, if you're a student of public school in this country, if you didn't want to take PE, you could just take an online course for PE class, wow. right? And yeah. And not only are you going to take an online course for PE, which is supposed to be you exerting that physical energy to get your brain right, to get that physio physiology moving. Rather than that, you've taken the online course. And then by the time you're done with the online course, you still don't know how to read a nutrition label. <laughs> you still don't know how to read ingredients. It's not funny. Like, actually. and again, it's, yeah. I, it's not against the kids. Most of a lot of adults walking around don't know this either. That's true. But you're going, man, oh man, if this is what's going on, what are we leaving these kids to discover at 18 yeah, when they're, right. when they're kicked off the doorstep of public school and it's not good. No, it is not good. And, and also you have to think simultaneously to all these, these kids have watched the last few years, especially uh, certain personalities on, let's say Instagram where uh, someone their age, or maybe just a couple years older goes into a gas station and fills up a, uh, a bong with slushy and rips it in a gas station and has a, viral video and suddenly they're a millionaire and that's what they think is work like they think that they could have that next yep whereas again when i was younger the only version of that was you know the jackass television series where guys were doing goofy stuff and getting recognized for it and they made a living but you can take that little bit of the late 90s early 2000s and now imagine a platform where these kids every day see people just doing stuff to get clicks to get money and you're going, well, when you're lacking that purpose, yeah. when you're lacking that passion, you're just doing something lazily to get like, that's just not good. That is not a good frame of mind. You know, and, and, and I and I know exactly how to deal with kids when when they say like, yeah, but, you know, look at these kids who, the, you know, who they made this and like, you know, so, uh, you know, it seems like why wouldn't I want to do that? And I'm like, no, here's the deal. Let's look at good at what they did. They knew the leverage of tech and um, and of uh, the internet and social media. They they knew that by doing something outrageous or whatever, but using these tools, it could get out there. That's great that it, that it could get out there. But mm -hmm. they chose more of like, let me entertain from a place of disrespect to a business while like, you know, just to get, you know, it, there's nothing wrong with getting a laugh. But like, if you want to get a laugh, like, go be funny in general. Like, like. Right. We have to, there's the, the like, let's use what's good out of this, but we have to inject the respect and, the, and, and understand of like what they did in terms of virality. And then that's what now they're also getting paid for and all that other stuff. Does that we, uh, Hey Johnny, we just spoke about integrity and ethics and values last week. Does that align with your values? Like going into a store and damaging property um, to get a laugh from millions and millions of people. Like if it was your parents' store, would that be okay? Like, oh, uh, well, no. Like, okay, now we're thinking through it. But right. what would you want to do with the internet? What would you want to do with social media? See, we live in time of such extremes. And people are like, bad social media. And it's like, 
Listen, it's not it's going away. It's a tool. So we have to, like anything in life, we have to inject respect. We've just really moved very far away from respect. A lot of corporatism, a lot of money making. Like, I'm, a, I'm a, a, conscious, so a conscious capitalist, um, meaning like, I believe in free markets. I believe in making money. I believe in making money from purpose and from what feels right. Like, absolutely. That's, and, and the beautiful part in a free market is like, everybody can do things differently in the same industries and have their own customers or consumers or whatever for their thing like that's the beauty of that and your job is hopefully deliver quality and you know and and follow through in details and care about the people you serve that's it exactly. you know and so um i and i just think that they they basically don't um i think that they just they they see only this one way and how it's delivered and all this other stuff. And they're like, oh, if that's what gets clicked, if that's what gets the millions of dollars, I'm like, no, actually, there's a million other ways you get millions of dollars. And by the way, online, no problem. And just like, hey, you like like uh, working with birds, do videos working with birds, like and having fun with that. And like, you know, maybe it takes a little bit longer because you're not like doing something very destructive. But isn't that also in line with the ethics that we just learned in class last week? <laughs> exactly. And you'll tap in with your audience like you, you maybe not everybody is passionate about those birds. But over time, the people who are will find you and then you'll have an audience who is geared towards you. Right. And yeah, I, I, I think, you know, a few years back, I was definitely more on the the polar end of, you know, social media is is bad. And it really took me publishing my book and, and building out you know, a community on my own Instagram, so to speak, where I really began to look at it objectively. This is a tool. If you want to use it, you can use it in the best way possible. If you want to use it in a, a very self-obsessive, narcissistic way, you can do that as well. You know, it's like the uh, Christmas is tomorrow, so this is relative. You know, it's like the, the Christmas turkey getting carved with a knife. Pops can sit there and carve that beautiful turkey with a knife. You can also do something terrible with the knife if you want. It is a tool. Right. It is literally a tool. And so how we use it, it will be the way that it defines us. It's just unfortunately a fact that at the moment for the kids, for the youth, right. very few are using it in a way where it is empowering them or they are learning um, or they are tapping into future passions that they'll want to build from. So like like we've been saying this whole, whole podcast, it requires a mindset shift, a perspective shift. Absolutely. And you, such a great point about you know the tool. And listen, there are some... some uh, that are changing currently changing the education landscape. I've seen a few um, smaller ones here and it's been really interesting to watch them and, and see how to, you know, work with them. But to the point of the education system just didn't seem to advance with the advancement of the world per se, as fast as we used to advance back in like maybe the fifties and sixties when we were like math and science, math and science, you know? And so we kind of just stayed a little stagnant versus like, Oh, okay. Technology and, you know, blockchain and you know um or just even advancement in um metaphysics and epigenetics and you know and like all these you know well, advancement meaning in the plethora of the information available now and acknowledging so, it that's the advancement acknowledging it is the advancement exactly perfectly yeah. well said and so um you know that's where yes we if we then we can have these conversations around the tools and be like hey listen take your tools what's going on i get what's happening like let's talk about um how to just how to use them so we're being responsible with them versus being so um extreme one or the other um and and then people just being afraid to have again these conversations and it's like 
no, these are incredible conversations to have, you know, and, but that's also meeting people where they're at. And that's also respect is really what's coming on is it's like, Oh, I get how you guys are watching all this stuff. Like, I guess it's also be, I'm, I'm an unfortunate place where, because I actually was a part of all of this at every step, I say from AOL chat rooms all the way to TikTok and everything in between and blockchain, mm-hmm. like, cause I, it's been my background and job. So I've actually been kind of at every new launch and like, Oh, so that's how that's being used. And that's how that's being used. So I, I, I feel fortunate in that. So I can see where, and, and it gives me relatability to the kids who are living in these worlds. I'm like, how do you know about Metaverse? I'm like, please, I was in there before you were. And they're like, you know, and they look at you like, you're like, all right, all right. You know, and then, you know, like, oh, what are you gaming on? You know, it's like, wait, what? You know, like, yeah, I got you. Which Twitch room are you in? Okay. You know, and it's like, oh, yeah, because they, 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 I have noticed they're like, oh, okay, like, so you're really about this stuff. We're like, we've been creating it. You know, and I like and I've been advancing with it, like, you know, and so I also feel the responsibility of like, um, hey, let's talk about um, it's great tools, right? Like, yeah, like, you know, people coming in along the way, kind of misusing it a little bit and abusing. But like, so let's let's keep the, 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 the goodness of the fact that we have this leverage. And uh, and build upon it. Like I want you to game for a living. Go right ahead and be a gamer and make millions of dollars from that. You know, with esports and all that. Absolutely. You know, these other guys are going to come in and be like, you know, hey, we also want you to act very crazy uh, to sell this beautiful product, packaged product for us. It's like, bro, you're already pulling down three million over here on the gaming. Do you really need these guys to come in for an extra million to like make you act like an ass? Like, let's talk about ethics. Yes. In, let's talk about ethics in business and be like, you know what? Maybe not that. In fact, you're the one with the leverage. You'd be like, you know what, sir. I tell you what, I can I can take your millions million dollars, but I prefer to behave like this. I don't need to like do anything extreme. I'm setting a tone. Like imagine if they were taught early on, they'd be speaking and teaching the business folk in the mm-hmm. in that corporate world. Like, <laughs> thank you. I don't really need to do it that way. But if yeah. you if you're wanting my audience to like like your product, but you know what? Already, I'm not aligned with you for the fact that you even thought about that way from the beginning. So exactly right. So I'm not your Pinocchio, Japan. Right, you know? right, exactly. And so that's where uh, back to financial literacy. Like I actually want to arm the gamers and be like, you got the leverage. Don't just allow these people to come in and be like, ooh, like let's just use all these people who've got the influence and now all the leverage. I'm like, because they didn't build the same type of leverage. You built right. the leverage, not them. You own it, not them. That's that's where I want them to feel empowered. Like I'm telling you, I want you to make even more money. But with the ethics and your way and mm-hmm. and with what feels right, not with what's thrown at you, you got to distinguish what's good. Not all money is good money, but you definitely want the good money for the, the efforts that you're putting out all day long, you know, and and that's and that's good business and that. But again, like that's where they got to be taught all this stuff, you know, in, in the in the yeah. education system. So in the financial literacy you mentioned, too, yeah. just regarding the kids. Yeah. If you were to take the average brain who is teaching and this is the other thing business classes entrepreneurial classes those are not mandatory they should be like yeah. you have to specifically go outside of your core classes to yeah. take one of those right. and so the av- i would be willing to get you know I'm, I'm guessing here but the average one of those teachers probably themselves is not yet into crypto or they look at it as a no only the stocks and such so you have like a certain mindset again with adults as well that that yeah. needs to advance and yeah. Yeah. Something that's been special the last two years is I have had students who have asked me, like, are you into crypto at all? Like, do you know anything about crypto? And and we'll have conversations and I'll share with them, you know, some of the things that I'm thinking regarding a certain project or whatever it is. And even this year, I've got students asking about NFTs and all these things. And it's very I feel very uh, fortunate and grateful to 
have some of those conversations with them because I, I know that in the average classroom, that's not happening and it, and it makes it a special place. Relatability and relevance right there. And they're like, oh, you know about that? Like, yeah, which Discord are you in? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, no, I, I absolutely love that. You know, that's the, um, you know, you brought up like, you know, business and, and entrepreneurship should be mandatory and those should be updated programs because I'm, I, I went to business school. And where I knew I was slightly in trouble was one I would be bringing because I've been a digital geek the whole my whole life and a digital consultant before you know other uh, venues within digital and um, you know I would bring up stuff and the even the God bless the marketing teachers they didn't mean any harm like oh well you know I don't think like Facebook and Instagram is you know I think that's a very 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 small part of this and I'm like sir the entire country of Egypt last week took down you know its um, you know uh, you know. The gover governing leader, uh, I think it might be a little bit more relevant to where we're heading in the fact of how do you, you know, take massive audience and impact in relation to business, you know, and there is any and he goes, yeah, well, you know, we'll see where it all goes because they just didn't want to adapt. Nothing wrong. I have empathy for them. They just weren't they they weren't taught in that world and they weren't adapting along the way. And so they were using a lot of your traditional business and marketing tactics. Now, some of the principles I think will always be the same uh, where there's good intention. But what I noticed is when I was sitting in business school and I, I'll never forget when I heard, and, and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just throw this out there like this, but I never forget when I heard that um, the marketing department and the finance department don't always play well together. Why? Marketing department, now this is by the way, this is big conglomerates, like 100, 200, 500 million dollar budgets, right, for marketing, et cetera. Marketing department has so much money to spend. Finance department says, if you don't spend all of that money, we will take whatever you don't spend and we will reallocate that next year. Marketing department says, ooh, okay, no problem. Spend it all. <laughs> no tracking. No, um, now, these are companies that are already in the black. For anybody listening, in the black means you are profitable. If you are maintaining a 10 to 15%, 20%, whatever profit, and you're still maintaining it, but you're already a business that's been maintaining profit margins like this anyways kind of hard to see if the marketing had an effect on it or not anyways mm -hmm. and i was inside as a consultant seeing how monies were being spent on very high-priced agencies and other things to do certain activities that were not tracked so long as the money was spent and the status quo was preserved oh we had a great year sales are actually up well actually consumerism is up but go on and you're also a hundred year old brand but go on and I saw a lot of people in positions that even shouldn't have been in those positions. And I also noticed that when I tried to actually bring in metrics and digital and internet, ooh, it was sort of like, whoa, 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 whoa. Those things can be tracked here. We don't necessarily, mm. you know, what, what, are you, what are you doing? What are you, <laughs> okay. Um, your contract's not renewed, and but thank you for your time. I started, and I didn't understand at first because, you know, the giver of me and like, you know, the, the naiveness. Yeah. I was like, what's going on? And then I would see because the finance and then the finance department, I could see how they'd be pissed because they're like, you're spending all this money. You know, we are only about the dollar. We are only about the number. And so they're in a mindset. And I was like, what you both need to know is that you need each other. You need to be smart about how you're spending your money to have a very ample return. You like seeing efforts, you know, as a finance department, you like seeing efforts that are being uh, executed in a very strategic manner that bring greater returns that you can then tie a metric to and feel very comfortable about and even giving more money to efforts that are actually earning the money in a proper way. There go, you both need each other from a business standpoint versus not trusting each other because there's a lot of people in positions who are basically not 
you know, <laughs> very equipped to do that. But that goes right. into the status game. And, you know, Naval talks all about that and like how do people got into certain positions, you know, and they failed their way up to they knew somebody, the old paradigm of business. And the reason why I bring all this up is because business has changed. Some of a lot of it has changed, but also using some old school nuances like emotional intelligence, like doing the right thing, like being more strategic, like being more efficient, like being more detailed, like being more customer centric, like using yeah. today's tools and you embody all that in that should be taught in schools to these kids about like business and entrepreneurship. So they can also be leader esque in how they approach things and, um, and also embody principles that they can drive all the way through from, you know, creation to consumer. And absolutely. Uh, right. So that's those things that you yeah. just listed there. It's almost like those are the natural laws of business. And then right. you have this other part of the environment, the technology world that will always change and you have to adapt, yeah. but those yeah. things still remain the same. And yeah, the best place for, somebody to start hearing about those understanding them is school it's school it's school you know so that's where you know there's i i think and we're really just seeing you know um this kind of you know the last couple of years i think are more of just hey we're just taking a big microscope to everything and yes there's a lot of stuff <laughs> there's also a lot of good there's a lot of everything there's a lot of emotion running around and i think it's just a kind of there will be a, a point where i'm hoping and i, I truly believe this where it'll be like all right, what do we got to do next? And like everybody just kind of puts down the, you know, the, 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 not the armor, but like the, um, the divisiveness, if you will, and be like, all right, it's clear some things are not working. Like, yeah, let's talk about that. Like, what would we like to do next together? And, right. um, you know, uh, it may not happen until it gets a little bit, you know, <laughs> funnier, messier, yeah. whatever it might be. I don't know. What, I like I don't, that funnier. That, that's I don't, a good way I don't know. It. I don't know what words to use. You know, I'm, I'm just out of, out of no, uh, stay objective. Uh, well, stay objective and, and to stay like, you know, um, just real about the fact that like it all depends on what perspective we're using. Right. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think that, uh, you know, sometimes it gets messier before it gets better. That and, and anybody that's ever done their own personal transformation knows that it gets messier before it gets better because a lot of things have to break down in order to be understood to then see how you would do them differently. So, yeah, you have to, what do they call that shadow work, right? Where you got to acknowledge, you know, some of that darker stuff, some of the more negative stuff in order to get to the light. Yeah. So, Man, well, uh, it's been almost an hour and twenty minutes. Wow! <laughs> so I know it goes by fast, man. I mean, um, where where can everybody find you online? Like, what what you know, and and what do you got coming up? Certainly, uh, J Bros Wellness on Instagram mm -hmm. at J Bros Wellness. I guess I should say yeah. uh, that's the the best uh, platform that I use. Mm -hmm. um, in the coming months, uh, my website will be uh, finally active and launched. Mm -hmm. um, and I do plan on this spring to to be more active on the social media with doing some lives and uh, really beginning to connect with the audience and branch out more. Um, you know, circling back to the beginning, it's if those things don't come natural, right. you got to work on them, right? Yeah. And so for someone like myself coming out of the teacher tunnel and entering in this new world, I know that's something that I need to be more active with. But uh, yeah, people can find me at Jbros Wellness on Instagram, and uh, yeah, I like to keep things mostly light. But um, always trying to inspire and motivate and really get people to, again, buy into that idea that uh, it starts and it ends with you. You know, there's good teachers along the way. There's good life lessons along the way. There are those momentary, temporary, quote unquote, failures. But once you learn mm -hmm. from them, it's not a failure anymore. Um, and, you know, to, to keep going. So that's really the message that I'm, I'm trying to put out on there. And you also might see a lot of fruit trees and other things of that nature on my Instagram. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, we're, we're, we're a bit of uh we're more than one thing. 
we're more oh, than yeah. one thing. And we get to show people embody like uh, I, I'm in the same position where I'm like, ah, right, it's time to show show the visual a little bit more. It's time to show, you know, even, me even more um, as part of, hey, we're yeah. all in this together. So uh, I appreciate you, brother. I really love that you came on and we had these conversations. I always say to, uh, you know, my guests, like we can, you're welcome to come back on, you know, life is this journey and would love to a few months from now, a year from now, whatever. Um, but we can have, you know, continuing conversations. I'm sure we can do <laughs> quite a few rabbit holes. Sir. Uh, oh, certainly. You know, so if, if I could close on just two quick things, please, please. Um, one thing just in the recent months of building a new Instagram and, and I've yeah. had a lot of old students who are now graduated from college and whatnot, who who've added me and it's been nice to catch up with some old students. And someone recently told me that the, their favorite thing of all of high school was something I had them do, which was my first year teaching in 2016. Mm. And I challenged them on their weekend to go enjoy outside time without a phone for 30 minutes. Nice. And to, to the people listening, I also wanted to kind of give that homework, so to speak, yes. because I myself am losing track of things and, and realizing how little time at some points I'm not spending disconnected outside. And, and uh, this individual had told me how that was like a life changing exercise, which for me was just something I told him on a Friday to try over the weekend. So I wanted to encourage people to try that, try to spend a little bit of time outside reflecting without the busy body of our, of our phone and our electronics. And uh, the one other thing, if you're looking for a self-help book, uh, the one thing I forgot to plug other than my Instagram is my book. I was just book. about to do it. So, I was just about to do yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. So the, the personal wellness principles, simple steps to create a happy, healthy, and fulfilling life available on Amazon and uh, waiting for you there. I love it. I was, I was funny. I was actually, uh, I, I have it right here uh, waiting as I was going to like, you know, cue out the credits and stuff like that, because uh, you know, everybody, again, just to reiterate the personal wellness principles, simple steps to create a happy, healthy and fulfilling life. John bros go on to Amazon. You can find it there. Uh, you are self-published, right? Yes. Yes. Everybody listening, self-published, go support period. End of story. And reason being is because I wholeheartedly believe in self-publishing. I wholeheartedly will be doing it here and in conjunction with blockchain. Don't worry. It'll be available for everybody in a physical form. Don't worry. <laughs> but like, um, but, but um, because um, of a lot of things related to, you know, the business of what we were talking about and that like, you know, kind of having that relationship from creator to uh, consumer or fan or follower or whatever, like having that relationship. So I always say support self-publishing. So everybody go check out that book on Amazon and um yeah man i really appreciate you being on the show thank you for for being here thank you for having me this was a, an absolute blast i would love to do it again with you buddy awesome uh for everybody listening at j bros so the letter j right as in john yep b-r-o-s wellness j bros wellness on instagram from there that'll lead to all other links and whatnot his book again the personal wellness principle simple steps to create a happy healthy and fulfilling life on amazon he is self-published go support and, um, you know, reach out to him in his DM if you have any questions. You know, he's very active, like as I am. Um, you know, I always tell everybody, be respectful because time is, <laughs> you know, we're all doing a million things, but we're all here to help. Um, uh, and uh, for all of you guys listening, just I constantly I, and consistently say to you, I appreciate you for all of the you know, feedback, for all of the, um, uh, you know, ratings and reviews. They mean a lot. Um, you know, I probably could push a little bit harder on them the way, like, you know, I know that the podcast world does, um, but I'm grateful for, you know, the 400 plus that I have 
And, um, you know, it means a lot uh, because more so with the feedback, but I know that Apple also kind of has their whole algorithm. We talked about numbers earlier, but you know what? Just the fact that you listen makes me feel like so good. And then that you sometimes DM me and, you know, ask questions about these things. It's amazing. So thank you guys. It means a lot uh, for my amazing guest, John Bros, for myself, Matt Gosman and the Hustle Sold Separately. We are out. We'll be right back.